Welcome, friend. Thank you for coming back. I know why you wanted to come back. You wanted to hear the rest of what Katie wanted to say. Welcome to Life and Faith Chats. I am your host. My name is Joy. And our very special friend and guest is Katie Langston, who has been sharing her story from her book, Sealed. Katie, please complete the rest of it because that's not the full title. <laughs> it's the, the, the full, it's sealed. And then the subtitle is An Unexpected Journey into the Heart of Grace. She is a former Mormon. She is also working on her seminary degree. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. And during this part of our talk, we're about to find out how Katie accidentally almost <laughs> stumbled in the grace of God. Mm. So welcome. Thank you for joining us, Katie. Welcome back. Thank you so much. So fun to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So Katie, I was asking you all these questions, but I need to ask you, Charles, you talked about a checklist mm-hmm. you all had to have before you entered the temple. Did you ever receive a card? Did you ever give? Yeah, I did. So when I was 12, I, I went. And then later on, when I was older, um, and there are additional rituals that, that you do. Um, I received those when I was like 21. And then the other, the, the, the last one that you do is you're married. You can be married in the temple and, and the Mormons believe that you're, when you're married in the temple, you're married, what they call for time and all eternity. So you're not just married till death. Do you part? The idea is that you'll like continue to be married in the afterlife. And a lot of that is wrapped up in some kind of weird Mormon ideas about God that we maybe don't need to get into too much, but I did all of that. Yeah. I, I, I did a proselytizing mission to Bulgaria when I was 21. Mm-hmm. I came home when I was 23, got married, you know, got engaged, like, I don't know, six ish months, eight ish months after I got home, we got married like six months after that, you know? So, um, um, so I was, yeah, I had the little card for sure. And I was like, really, you know, all in. Yeah. So were you ever questioning or was there a time where you began to question? Mm. I think all throughout I questioned, um, I had doubts and, uh, the way I was kind of raised to think about my doubts was that. Um, I'm doubting because I'm unworthy that the, the doubts are coming because, you know, I'm not living the checklist well enough. And so I, I, it reached a point where the doubts became so overpowering and, um, I was so unsure of my salvation. I was so unsure about my acceptability to God, um, that I reached a point of, really of despair. Um, and I was newly married. Um, and I was either pregnant with our first child or I was about to be, you know, some somewhere around there. Uh, and it, it just sort of like felt like, um, like to be honest, like I wasn't sure I wanted to live anymore. I was very depressed and I was very, I was so anxious and I was so convinced that, you know, that, that I would never know if I was okay or not, um, in the eyes of God. 
Do you, did you have anyone to speak with at the temple or in your family about how you felt that could assure you? I hid a lot of the feelings that I had because it that wasn't something you were supposed to feel. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I, I think I did... I was able to talk about it with my husband a bit, which was really, you know, quite helpful. <laughs> um, and, and probably with my mom a bit, but as well, say that again, I grew up in the Mormon church as well. Yeah, he did, but he was always like, he was never as serious about it as I was. It was more just like, Oh, this is what, you know, I, I live in Utah. This is what our family does. So he, he had a perspective that was a lot more relaxed than the one I had. Like mine was like, I have to do everything right. And he was like, eh, <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, but um, which was a gift to me, right? Like, I think as I think back on that time, I remember being worried about actually marrying him because I thought, oh, he's not as, you know, he's not as religious as I am. Um, but feeling God, even in, even in those moments when I, when I, you know, didn't have faith, really, I still kind of looking back on it, I can see that God was sort of like, no, this is, you need that. <laughs> you need someone that's going to lighten you up a bit. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful that, that, you know, that God brought us together, but, um, uh, but yeah, that was, you know, there, there weren't a lot of places to turn though, with the kind of anguish that I was feeling. Do you think it was a personality type? Mm. In other words, were you putting this on yourself or was this from the church? Were your parents like this too, in terms of being religious or was this the grace of God saying this isn't the way it's supposed to be or mm. follow me? Yeah, I do that. What a, what an insightful question. Um, I think it was a combination of things. Um, you know, so the, the extent of the anxiety that I experienced, um, totally has to do with my personality, right? Like, how bad it was totally has to do with my personality and not all Mormons are like as super stressed out as I was. Um, in fact, later I would even be diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, like OCD and having like this kind of anxiety is a symptom. Um, there's forms of OCD that are religious in nature. It's called scrupulosity. And that was, I, you know, that was part of what was going on with me. Um, and yet at the same time, the way that Mormonism emphasizes worthiness, the way that they have this like checklist of questions and this interview that you have to go through. And, you know, that didn't, that certainly didn't help someone who was already prone to, to moral anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I think it was sort of a perfect storm that kind of created that it was like my personality was maybe predisposed, you know, predisposed to it, mm -hmm. but then the church culture. And then my parents were very strict and very devout Mormons, you know, that didn't help things. Yeah. If, if that makes sense, that, that, that really fed 
what might have been sort of a, a just a tendency that that might not have ever developed like it did without the the church. How often did you have to do the checklist or was it a one and done deal? Yeah, you would go, you know, you would go in for interviews uh, anywhere from like once every six months when you were younger uh, on your mission. Like if you're if you see the, you know, the the guys out with their sh- shirts and ties or sometimes young women as well, you know, you get interviewed maybe once a quarter. And then once you're an adult, it's it goes down to once every two years. But it is it's it's really regular. It's a regular check-in. So how did you come into finding out about the grace of God and that you were saved by his grace and not by works? Yeah. So I had reached this low, low point. um, And, you know, I had grown up saying we're not saved by grace. We are saved by works. That was the argument, like as a missionary, right? That was the argument we'd make with people. It can't be that, it's not that easy, right? It can't be that easy. <laughs> and um, and I really resisted the idea that we might just be able to receive grace and receive forgiveness as a gift from God. But I was so much in despair and I was so anxious and so just unhappy and miserable that it kind of like broke something open just a little bit. Mm. And I began to consider maybe, maybe this isn't workable, (laughs) you know, maybe this isn't doable. Um, and, um, and it really broke open for me when uh, my husband kind of out of the blue suggested that I go hear this speaker who was speaking at the, at the university in the little college town that we lived in Utah state university. Um, that's where we lived at the time. That's where we met was at school there. And he was a, um, an evangelical Christian and a CS Lewis scholar. And I love CS Lewis. Oops. Sorry to hit my mic. I love C.S. Lewis. Um, And so I went to this lecture. Uh, His name was Jerry Root. He teaches at um, Wheaton College, which is an evangelical school. Mm -hmm. And he um, he said he told a story about um, about a time when uh, another like a scholar uh, from a different field in a different university um, they were at a dinner and she said to him, well, you know, you're obviously a smart guy. Like, how is a man as smart as you, a Christian? And he said, um, I'm a Christian because I know enough of my deficiencies to be devastated. <laughs> and I don't think that I could live without the grace of God in Jesus Christ. And. I had not heard it like that before. Right. I had, I had grown up believing you have to work and work and work and do your best. And then if you've done your best, then maybe God's grace would kick in at the end (laughs) to make up for the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd never heard it that flipped it around where he said, no, I'm broken. Mm -hmm. I'm broken and I'm devastated. And I can't just like will myself out of it. I need grace. Mm. 
And that resonated so deeply with me. Just that idea that, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm devastated. (laughs) I've been trying so hard and I can't be what I, you know, I can't do it. And what if I don't have to? What if Jesus already did it for me? (laughs) Mm. Um, And it just completely changed the way that I thought about myself. I felt the spirit, right? I felt the Holy Spirit kind of move in me. And I had a very profound, like what you might call like a a born again experience. (laughs) You know, I had a very profound awakening in Christ and realized that I was loved and that nothing I could do or not do could ever change that, that I just was loved, not, not because of me, but because of God. Wow. And that really opened up, you know, the chance for me to heal. Um, it took, it took a long time after that, right? You don't just like, you, you can have a profound spiritual experience and still, you have to work through stuff, right? We have things that are hurtful in our lives and in our past, and it doesn't like put a magic bandaid on it. (laughs) But what it does is it, it, what it did for me was that it opened me up to, um, to a path of healing that I had not been able to imagine before. And over time, you know, grew and changed in my understanding of, of God and, and received Christian baptism and, just had some really, you know, spectacularly healing experiences as a result of that. Um, we're all broken and we can't do it if we try. Not, not the best of us, not even on our best day. Amen. Thank God for the grace of God. And Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ. Please continue your journey with us. Yeah. So, you know, the thing that's so kind of interesting about it is like, um, (laughs) one way I've thought about it is like, it's one thing to know and experience grace and to have that kind of open up pathways to healing. And then it's another thing to like, figure out what to do about that. (laughs) And so, you know, I spent a long time uh, wrestling with what, you know, what, what am I supposed to do with this experience that I've had, what am I supposed to do uh, with the faith that I have? And I I spent some time still in Mormonism trying to like, see if I could make it work and it didn't really work out very well. And eventually I I discerned a call to ministry, um, which um, was a surprise to me. (laughs) I was not expecting it again, another unexpected journey, I guess. Um, And began to think about, you know, what, what might it be like to, to share this story with others? What might it be like to, um, sit with people and talk with them about the things that matter about faith, about doubt, you know, about, about loss. Um, and, um, and so, uh, eventually, you know, enrolled in seminary 
at Luther Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota. We moved from Salt Lake to St. Paul. Okay. Uh, I started school there um, and I'm about to finish up. Um, and um, in the it, along the way, you know, my background is in uh, my background is in marketing and in digital marketing. And along the way, they the seminary kind of hired me <laughs> to do to do digital strategy for them. So I, I sort of see myself now as having a kind of um, bivocational ministry path. On the one hand, I feel a really strong call to share the gospel of grace with people. Mm-hmm. And um, having c- come from a Mormon background, um, I I feel a really strong call to share the gospel of grace with Mormon folks. Mm-hmm. That's something that, you know, that's, that's implanted on my heart to do that and, and to, um, and to talk with folks who maybe they aren't in as much despair as I am. Some of them are, but maybe not, you know, maybe they're not, but they still struggle with feeling unworthy. They still struggle with knowing that God loves them and to, to, to be able to like speak into that and be like, Hey, you're beloved, you're beloved, you're loved, you're loved. It's, it's going to be okay. You know, that's something that brings me um, a lot of joy to be able to do that and to share the gospel. Uh, And then also, you know, I work on projects, digital projects that help bring the biblical message and the message of Jesus um, to people uh, either who are maybe in church and and want to go deeper in their faith, or maybe folks who have never heard of Jesus, or if they have heard about him, they're not sure they like what they hear. And so like, how do we, you know, how do we talk to people about the difference Jesus makes in everyday life? And so those are some of the, so those are some of the things that animate me and, and uh, get me out of bed in the morning to, to share the gospel. What is the difference that Jesus has made in your everyday life? Hmm. What's a difference? I think um, the the most profound difference is just knowing that I'm going to be okay. Um, I think a lot of us just struggle so deeply with our fears, right? We we're 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 worried. Oh, is is this going to work out? Is that going to work out? Or even if even if we even if we're not religious, right? Like my anxiety was, was always religious in nature, but people have all kinds of anxiety. They have social anxiety there. You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. is, is there, you know, um, am I going to be able to be in relationship with people? I'm, I've been hurt. I've been wounded. Um, and the, the, the difference that I experience with, with Jesus in my everyday life is just to know that no matter what happens, even if it's super hard, even if it's super painful and there's no getting out of those kinds of things, that ultimately um, Jesus has already claimed me as his own. And even if I were to walk through the worst trials and pain, I would know that, that he's got me. And that gives me just a sense of peace. And that gives me a sense of like a willingness to take risks and to try things and to, you know, to be vulnerable with people and, and, and hopefully not to judge people. Although maybe I am not as good at that as I should be, you know, (laughs) Uh, but it just (laughs) gives me, 
peace and purpose to to know that that in the end it's it's gonna it's gonna be okay. What about your parents? You said they were devout Mormons. If you don't mind me asking, how did this all play out with your relationship with them? Mm. It was really, I mean, it was really hard on them. You know, um, they're both they both remain uh, devout Mormons, um, and um, my mom, I, I'm I'm really close to my mom, and um, so it took her a couple of months to kind of, especially, especially when I left, right? Like, cause I had this experience and I was still Mormon for a while and I wasn't a super, I wasn't a happy Mormon. I was like, <laughs> I don't think that this makes sense, you know, and I, I don't, I don't, I, I can't make sense of this and whatever. And when I finally decided, no, I've got to leave because it's not, you know, I don't believe it anymore. I think, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, uh, not a Mormon that, that, that was, that was difficult for her and, and for my dad, but my mom came around pretty quick. Mm. She was like, okay, like, I'm just glad you believe in God and, you know, I support you and I'm proud of you and that mm. kind of thing. My dad, it was harder. Um, he, you know, I, when I went into the ministry, for example, he told me he could never support me in, in ministry, uh, because I'd left Mormonism. Um, but then a few years later, he apologized for saying that. And he said, of course I support you and I love you. So, you know, we've had to have really hard conversations and we've had, um, times of difficulty <laughs> for sure. Um, but in the end, you know, love is, love is loving people who are different from you. It's right. Jesus says that it's really easy to love the people that are, are like you. you it's easy to love your family. Even the sinners do that and the tax collectors, but you're supposed to love the enemy. Not that my parents were the enemy, but you're supposed to love the people that you wouldn't find it as naturally easy to love. And, um, and, uh, I'm grateful to have been able to, you know, have some healing and reconciliation in those relationships. From the standpoint of a theologian, as mm. you're completing a degree, could you please end by telling us or explaining to us about the grace of God? Mm. What, what, what makes Christianity? You came out of, you say LDS, so that's Latter-day Saints. You came out of Mormonism. Um, what is the difference with Christianity? What, what, what makes it different? I think ultimately, you know, one of the big ones that one of the most important ones is this notion of grace. And, um, one of the most beautiful descriptions of grace that I've heard, uh, comes from a theologian named Paul Tillich. And he says that grace is being accepted and accepting that you are accepted. Hmm. Um, wow. It's knowing that you can't earn or lose love. It's understanding that the very foundation of the entire universe <laughs> is is love, right? That God, God is love. And that that love 
is outpouring and overpowering and bubbles up to create all that we see around us and to create us. And that love yearns to be in relationship with us, just as God is in relationship with God in the, in the, you know, in the Trinity. Um, And that, and that, that grace and forgiveness and love are the beginning and end of what it means to, to be created in God's image, what it means to exist. Um, and, uh, and you just don't have to worry too much. You can worry a little, I guess, but you don't have to worry too much. Wow. No words, <laughs> no words. Um, wow. It has been an honor. <laughs> Same. What a joy to meet you, Joy. Oh, my goodness. So cool that you're doing this. And thank you so much for inviting me. What a, you know, what a delight to spend some time with you today. What? Thank you for blessing me. What, what, what a blessing and a privilege. Um, I'm so grateful. And, and thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I wanted him to show up and show off. And I think he did his thing. So that, that's what he seems to do, I think, most of the time. So yes, yes, yes. yes. Friends, thank you. Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much. Katie, do you have your book near you? I do, actually. I have a copy of it. Yeah, right here. So that's uh, that's what it looks like. Um, yeah, and you can get it on uh, Amazon. You can get it on uh, you can get it on Kindle, hard copy. There's an audio book. You can listen to it. It sounds like you're doing joy on Audible. I'm listening to Audible now. I'm yep. Your book, <laughs> yeah. so that and that's I narrate it, which was pretty fun to to do that. And you can get it on Barnes and Noble or any e-reader device or really any online kind of bookstore you can think of. It's there. So she's very passionate when she's reading and very descriptive. It's it's, <laughs> it's a good listening. Oh, good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Amazing to to meet and speak with you. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Friends, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening in. We invite you, if you have not, to find out about the grace of God and the love of God that Katie so eloquently shared just now and um, the truth of God's word. And check out her book, Sealed by Katie Langston on Amazon. Thank you. This has been Life and Faith Chats. Come back. Don't forget to subscribe. But even if you don't, Come back because there's more for us to listen and learn about God's love for us. Peace.